Dominique Newton is a college sophomore. She's only 20, but she's already been through a lot. These days, she's majoring in political science with a minor in creative writing. Last time we got together, she was in the middle of writing a 10-page play and also toting around some comic books. My backpack is Marvel's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can debate you all day about Marvel's versus DC. And then I can debate you about who's more powerful, Superman or Batman. <laughs> like, I can go into it all day. And Your typical superhero controversy. Didn't Batman have sort of a hard upbringing? Yes. His parents died. He would often have flashbacks about their death because he watched it happen. And he just, they were shot and killed. And then when he was younger, he also fell into a bat cave. Dominique goes through Batman's whole biography. He was attacked by a bunch of bats. And when he got older, he decided to fight crime. Because he wanted to like stop what happened to his parents to happen to like somebody else's parents. And he was like, what would I call myself? And he remembered the time where he got attacked by bats was another traumatic experience for him. And that's why he called himself Batman. Dominique has had her fair share of trauma too. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, about trauma. Experts say even a single traumatic event can have long-term consequences. Children who've been traumatized, you know, on the one side, we know that there's a great deal of risk to their ongoing mental health and emotional development. Torin Sanders is a licensed clinical social worker. But there's also something on the other side that's lesser known. They're calling it now post-traumatic growth. And part of post-traumatic growth can be summarized with the Batman story. Yeah. Social workers call positive growth from trauma the Batman syndrome. So, back to Batman and his guardian, Alfred. He learned how to fight from his butler, Alfred. Something tragic had happened in his family, and so his response was to become a crime fighter as a part of his own emotional way of handling what had happened in his own life. Little people know this, but his butler was a special ops agent before he was a butler. That's why the parents hired him, to like protect him just in case something happened to them. We find that definitely people who become helpers, not, not necessarily superheroes, but that that's definitely a motivating factor and a way to try to integrate the trauma that happened and to help to resolve it over time. A lot of stuff happened for Batman to be Batman. <laughs> and a lot of stuff happened for Dominique to be Dominique. You're listening to Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams. Dominique was eight when Katrina hit. She and her four siblings moved with their mom to Shreveport, then Houston, then back to Shreveport. Her parents were split up, so the five kids stayed with their mom, who was struggling with untreated bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, Dominique says. She couldn't keep a steady job. A lot of times the family was homeless, and all of this fell on the oldest, then 16-year-old Dominique. So I had like a lot of stress on me because I knew all about the bills and what we needed to pay. But then I would also have to do my homework and help them with their homework and cook dinner, make sure they have showers. I was like the second mom because my mom wasn't stable to do anything. She would just stay in a room all day and I would do everything. When Dominique's mom did go out, she racked up a lot of parking tickets, speeding tickets too. She barely had enough money to make rent and electricity. And remember, she wasn't mentally well, so those traffic tickets didn't get paid. Months went by. And then one day, a fight broke out in the Shreveport trailer park where Dominique and her family were living. Police came. After the fight was over. Started asking questions and taking people's names down. Including Dominique's mom, who had been out there watching with everyone else. They started running people's names in the computer system. And they realized my mom had a warrant for her arrest. All those unpaid traffic tickets. 
What happened next in front of Dominique, her sister, her brother, and the nine-year-old twins is seared into Dominique's memory. An officer walked up to Dominique's mom and said, we have a warrant for your arrest. She said, for what? She was slammed against the hood of the police car. They put her head down and like handcuffed her. I was like, what's going on? I went into panic mode. Like, I had to make sure the kids are all right. Dominique says it was so sudden and rough. My little sisters, they were crying and screaming. It was like, stop taking my mom. Don't take my mom. And it was hard for me to watch because I'm trying to stay strong at the same time. But I'm still the child, too. Like, I'm seeing my mom get handcuffed. Dominique got no help from the police that day. In fact, she says the officers just left, leaving the kids to fend for themselves. They didn't even ask, do you have someone to watch your children? They just put it in a car and left. Dominique called her grandmother, and her aunt was able to come spend the night with them. But it was scary to be so alone. Any child would be affected by wondering about the consistency of their own care as a result of that. That's the social worker Torrin Sanders again, Batman syndrome guy. There's a stress and a trauma because one, your caretaker is being removed from you. And two, when there's excessive use of force by police, when an authority figure violates the child's perception of what is fair, then you have multiple levels of trauma. I did a little research on this. So some common things that happen to young people when they see their parent be arrested is depression, stress, lack of sleep, defiance, shame. Do any of those things resonate for you? I know stress. I was really stressed during that time because I didn't know what to do. Like, what if my mom stays in there for a long time? Like, do I have to drop out of school? Do I have to get a job? Do I have to provide for them now since my mom's gone? According to the National Center for Child Traumatic Stress, kids who have experienced trauma may view themselves as powerless, learning to operate in permanent survival mode, living moment to moment without being able to think about the future. The Shreveport police had no comment about the conduct of their officers or the arrest itself. And the police report about the arrest doesn't mention children being present on the scene, which a Shreveport police spokeswoman says isn't unusual. Unless children are the victims of a crime, their presence isn't noted. Dominique now lives with her dad in New Orleans, where the police department acknowledges that seeing a person arrested can cause long-term physical and psychological harm. Lieutenant Jeanette Williams of the NOPD says the department's policy is to minimize this trauma. Officers are instructed whenever reasonably possible, you know, we're going to take all reasonable steps that we can take to possibly remove the child from the situation before that arrest takes place. Lieutenant Williams says that sometimes there's no way to make an arrest without children present. But before officers leave, they must make sure someone is caring for any children on the scene. If that parent is able maybe to reassure the child, we want to have that happen. If that can't happen, of course, we as officers, we're going to reassure that child. Everything is okay. We just have to go to the police station to talk. Is there a toy or something maybe nearby that you'd like? Do you have a blanket that you would like? Can I give you a teddy bear? NOPD officers keep stuffed animals in their cars just for these occasions. Dominique says after her mom was arrested, she and her siblings reconnected with their dad and went to live with him. Dominique finished high school and graduated valedictorian, which opened up a scholarship to Xavier University, where she's thriving. I asked Dominique what would have happened if the police hadn't arrested her mom. I told my dad this, we had a conversation, 
if I didn't move with him, I'd probably be at home taking care of my siblings still, having a job, a nine to five, not living my life at all. Probably regretting everything in my life, saying I didn't have a childhood. Like, I just really thought I wasn't going to college. Against a lot of odds, things turned out well for Dominique. Still, she wishes that she and her siblings hadn't seen their mom being treated like that, like a criminal. And at the same time, Dominique somehow has found a way to be grateful for that very thing, for what her siblings saw. I was happy for them to see that African-Americans still get oppressed and the police force isn't always really nice to people and they should look out for that in the future. You were happy that they saw that oppression because you thought that's something they needed to know for life? Yes. I think if you learn stuff like that young, it'll help you better when you're older. Like, you'll know how to handle that situation. That goes back to that Batman response. Torin Sanders. Because that's a very post-traumatic growth way of looking at it. This was a bad experience, but what can I learn from it? That's wonderful that she's able to frame it in that way as opposed to where many people, not just children, but many people, would just focus on the bitterness of the experience. Sanders says, unfortunately, Dominique is very much the exception. In fact, the Institute of Women and Ethnic Studies has found that New Orleans children suffer from trauma at a rate four times the national average. Often, multiple traumas stack up, like they did in Dominique's life. Poverty, mental illness, homelessness, Sometimes it can seem hopeless. Four years ago, an adult came into Dominique's life who helped her shift from raising herself and her siblings to being a successful college student. Her Alfred is her dad. For other kids, it might be a coach, teacher, neighbor, even a kind police officer. Not every child will become the caped crusader, but research has repeatedly shown that a bond with one competent, caring adult is what kids like Dominique need to fight for a happy ending. Do you see your, yourself in Batman, kind of? Mm hmm And he's my least favorite superhero. Oh my God, now I gotta rethink this. Mm Unprison's theme music is by Greg Schatz. Our editors are Katie Rechtal and Vicki Merrick. Our producer is Gianna Sachere. Hear the entire first season of Unprisoned and see Cheryl Gerber's gorgeous photographs at unprisoned.org. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tune in here next week, same time, same place, for another brand new episode of Unprisoned. This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams.